This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Eric Tim Cooley joins us. For responsible to come get Radio K Pulpit. Uh, greetings, uh, greetings to you, Tadakasmini, and uh, greetings to all the listeners. Lead to Bamfundisi, left voice, Sesipasubuilibala, Moyen. How have you been? Kopanjani, Panskwez Meko, the COVID 19, Akumbingoku, the third wave, the wave got Delta. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been a, it's been a tough season. Um, it's been a tough season for everyone. You know, so many people losing loved ones. Um, so this is a tough season. So many people still unwell and some still in hospital. Um, and so forth. So it is a tough thing for everybody out there. Um, and I think we have to keep our eyes on Christ in this moment. Um, you know, just like what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. But we just have to really, you know, keep our eyes towards the goal, you know, with the upward call of God in our lives. And I think the second thing that really we ought to do is to serve one another, serve our neighbors, love our neighbors, um, care for our neighbors, um, mm. You know, and, and I think that's an important thing that we can do, you know, in, in terms of what we're going through, is really to be a community of love, um, mm. a community that cares uh, for each other. No, mm. 100%. Thanks. Thanks for that, Finis. And I think, no problem, you think in Dogba, Kutala, Kati, Lizula, Sia, Led in Dogba, Masimtan, Dumanawit, literally practical, Google, Basi, Bonacalise, Okotan, Dakwe, Tumanawit, Funis, Makunyanga, Katulai. Uh, just yeah. yesterday, Nyangale, your part when you just call us along what you like, call us in mental health. Yafika Kapsung, quick as a school of the COVID 19, which in the pressure in Ninsing a combi kunakala, and Stasmagunangale, part when you don't bala, as then Zabantu, in mental state yabo, I pass a mistake, Indi my failure. In the Mutokala Indo, a Ubunomla, we born into Baku projections, Zakum Sambi, the Twan Kalamut and the Park, what better to line the best center when a teal and Amakashaman is in the Yambing and the best Trebengayo. And so then then there becomes an aspect of having to deal with the reality. Yoba, Lenduza Muyenza, Ipumele Langa. And you know, we can talk about failure from a personal point of view. Also, we can, particularly, I'm trying to see Jonga also a failure in ministry. How would you define Mthambi a failure? Yeah, and so and so I, th- I think I'm going to speak about it, but also I think from a broader perspective, um, for many of us, we would see failure as not being able to attain mm. or to achieve what we had set ourselves to achieve mm. in one sense or the other. Yeah. But I think I want to begin this way to say that we live in a culture um, that is so much success-driven, in fact. Uh, and I think the, what, what I think we ought to not to forget is that we have to, in one way or the other, start liberating ourselves from the success syndrome, mm. especially, especially from a ministry perspective. I speak from that context, mm-hmm. especially from a ministry perspective. And I think the other, I th- I think the other third question that I think we need to um, ask ourselves is, um, what is ministry success, in fact? Okay. So if I say I'm successful as a minister, what does that mean from a biblical perspective as mm. well as failure? What does failure mean from a biblical perspective? And mm. I think if we can begin to grapple and ponder on those questions, I think um, we, we might sometimes find ourselves in fact that we have not failed at all. 
Oh. Um, but it's just our outlook mm. that is the mm-hmm. thing that we have failed. Now consider, from a general perspective, you know, consider people like uh, Steve Jobs, uh, you know, consider people like Oprah, um, you know, Winston Churchill and William Wilberforce, who was a missionary. And all of these guys failed at one point or the other, if you know their stories, you would know that they failed multiple, multiple times. And often when we talk about them, or even William Wilberforce, we do not talk about their failures mm. as so much often we talk about their success. Yeah. And failing to, <laughs> to remember that, in fact, before they got to where they are, they had failed a number of times. Mm. But the difference is, to some extent, I think they did know how to handle failure and, and how they were able to move forward. There was a quote that I read from, uh, you know, from Roosevelt. A few, a few days back, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he says the following: that in, the only man who has never made, who has never made a mistake, is a man who has never done anything. I love that. Don't sure, talk about that. Sure. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so if we don't want to fail, already just keep quiet mm-hmm. and absolutely do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, in this life, in this journey of life, we are going to miss some goals at times. You know, we are going to have some tremendous um, setbacks. Yeah. You know. And this is going to happen, and sometimes we're not going to achieve what we want. And that's the nature of life, you know. And, uh, and some of these men have gone through, and some of these have gone through this. And for some of us, when we don't get to that place, we then say, oh, but I have failed mm-hmm. um, because I failed to attain a certain thing. Yep. Now, that's just the introduction. Now, let me move, man, to what you want me to talk about, which is really this issue of ministry failure. Yes. Now, every time we think about ministry and we think about failure, the first thing that comes to our mind normally, <laughs> excuse me, is that we would think of uh, moral failure. Normally. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you would find that we then think about, you know, this pastor had an issue of moral failure. You know, there was an easy pay. Maybe there was an affair. Maybe there was plagiarism. You know, maybe he, he misused the money. You know, there was issues of spiritual abuse and so forth. Yep. And so every time we think about ministry failure, we think an individual has done something. Yep. That's why, therefore, then the ministry did not go well. And so all, all this number of things that have happened is because this person has failed. But often that is not the case, and biblically so. Sometimes that is not the case, not because the leader has committed any um, moral failure at all. At mm-hmm. all. The leader could have been someone who is faithful to their calling. It could have been someone who is preaching the gospel. It could have been even someone who loves the people to which they lead. Mm. But they get to a point in their lives where something goes wrong. Not so much sometimes personally in a sense, but also ministerized in a sense. But they feel so crippled and overwhelmed and feel like a total failure. Mm. Let me give you an example. Let me give an example. Yeah. A few years ago, I attended a, an ordination. I think it was Pastor Jonas that was the, um, that was, was the candidate. Yeah. Before the pastor who was running the ordination, before he preached, he opened up a letter to us who were listening, and he started to read a story of a pastor who was preaching ministry. Mm. It's an interesting thing. This is an ordination. I thought that was amazing. Mm. This is an ordination of someone who's going to step into ministry, the man is reading a letter of a pastor who feels like a failure. Mm. 
Correct. Correct. And 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 it was such a wonderful letter. I love that you did that. Mm. But the letter, you know, as as we begin to read the letter, just we realize, you know, that this man, you know, as 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 a that there was no issue of moral failure. Mm. There was none of those things. He just said, I can't do this anymore. Sure. <laughs> I just can't do this anymore. And as a result, I have decided to step down. Mm. And this is someone who's leading a ministry. And so and so often when we think about failure, from a ministry perspective, firstly, it's not to think about something has happened mm. or, 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 or sin has come in and all sorts of things. And sometimes it could be just that I, you know, it's just not working out. Yeah. And therefore, because it's not working out, I will not be able to continue with this. Now, on the flip side of that now, on the flip side of that now, is that sometimes when we experience struggles, and disappointment in ministry, not only do they lead to us being discouraged because, you know, we're facing those challenges, um, and sometimes it's that we can not see the failure as external, but we can start to see ourselves as a failure. So not just that, you know, this matter didn't work out, yeah. but I've started to personalize the matter to make myself what the matter is. In other words, I see myself as a total failure because something did not work out. And then we start to believe the lies. Yeah. And those are the lies of the enemy. You start to feel inadequate, even though you know that the Lord has called you to do that work. And you start to personalize that, and then it can lead to other mental illness, um, sort of things that you, 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 know, you know, like stress and many others have yes. even depression. Yes. And for many other pastors, it does even lead to a situation of suicide because you have started to personalize what has happened, and then you start to believe God's so you start to believe the enemy's lie instead of believing God's truth. Sure. And, God, and God's truth is that we are him and to be in ministry, even when he has failed. Mm-hmm. Or things have not gone out as we think you know, in our lives. And so I want us to have that high view as we think about this, because these are the realities that many of the leaders are dealing with on a day-to-day. Yes. And... and that is that often as a lead, I measure my own success by what my neighbor, uh, sorry, my own by, by what my neighbor has been able to achieve. So, so for me, I, I, I measure my faith by what my neighbor has been able to achieve. Okay. And so, because I don't have a building, because I don't have, uh, you know, a, a church that makes 20 hours in a month, I don't have the latest car. I don't have any of these things, and I don't have a you know a five thousand membership. And so, because I'm looking at what the neighbor has been able to, um, by God's grace, receive from God, and then I see myself, but mine is not working out. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a total failure with my with my ten, fifteen, and twenty people. And so, and, and I think from a minister perspective, that's what becomes very dangerous mm-hmm. because you don't measure success that way from a ministry point of view. Yeah. We are measuring success from a ministry perspective by making disciples. Are you equipping the saints to be able to live out the commands of Christ in this world? You know, and so which is totally a to- totally different mindset from what is being able to be accumulated in the physical. And so often as pastors, we can we can, we can even though we don't want to admit at times, you know, we can be in that position where we feel perhaps I'm failing because this is not becoming what. Now listen to this, what I want it to become. Yes. 
And so because I have my own imagination in terms of what it should be. And so if it's not getting there, I told them that, that I have failed. Yeah. And then you see then what then you see that the problem is it was about you. It is the I. Oh. It is what exactly. you wanted to make sure. it be. Yeah. Yeah? Rather than focusing on what God would have you do, which is a totally different thing. Okay. And so I think and, and these things are real, Tabu Hasmin. They are real. Yes. Yes. You know, when you talk yes. to pastors, you know, when you talk to leaders, for example, the first question they ask you, what's your church membership? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> no, what, what you just, so these are the conversation parts, not, not, not that we're going to pray first, but hey, what's your church membership? Yeah. You know, how is it going? <laughs> you know, so all sorts of things. Just, just in, you know, the, in, for, in the interest of being curious, the <laughs> question of Funiswam, for curiosity's sake, the question is, what is your voice in this setup or this meeting? You know, as Lali is doing it, you can inspire me to take it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. No. I mean, in fact, in fact, I used a similar example today. Mm. You know, as we were talking that 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 you know when when you when you have family meetings and the you know you are planning a funeral. Mm. You know, when when you don't when you don't pour, when you don't give anything towards you know, um, your voice is limited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I can't be negative. Don't get too much. Mamela good when I sing. Mamela good. You know, so you know what if the family says, "I can also see hands alone." Mm. You know, so you must, you must be careful. So, 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 so yes, yeah, so we need to prepare. And I guess to some extent, has to we need to gauge ourselves mm-hmm. because because you would notice that you know more power is given to those with more influence. Yeah. But also with more followers and so forth. And that is why even when you go to certain committees being um, being made by you know whether it's pastors committed and so forth. Normally the guys that will be asked to lead are guys normally who have more influence than others. Yeah. And so that's where often that question will come from. Now, now, now let, let me go to the cure before I run out of time. There's so much I wanted to say. But let me go to the cure. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that, especially from a ministry perspective, is that we, we have to constantly and continually fix our eyes on Jesus. Yes, sir. Yeah, we have to. Yes, sir. Now imagine, imagine if you were reading Philippians chapter three, where the apostle Paul says, you know, um, he says, "One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead." And I think that is the mentality from a ministry perspective mm. that we need to have. Imagine if the apostle Paul would continue, continue to visit his sins, continue to visit the things that he did, continue to visit the fact that he was there when Stephen died. Mm. Now, imagine if we did that. Mm, but what the Apostle Paul begins to encourage the church is that, no, 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 focus to what lies ahead, not just what is here. Mm. And so uh, from a ministry perspective, we have to be those who, by the power of the Spirit, direct our eyes upon Jesus mm-hmm. and, put, and, and take our eyes off ourselves. The problem that we have is self. Sure. If, we can, if we can defeat self, there are many things we can defeat. The issue we have is self. You know, I love Charles Spurgeon. You know, you know, he, 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 you know I think Spurgeon said, you know, if someone accuses you of something, and even though you know that you've not done it, he says, listen to me, if they accuse you, know this, you are worse than what they are saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. Not just what they are saying. Even sure. if they are innocent, you are worse than that. It's because he was talking about the, our indwelling sin mm. you know, in terms of who we are. And so on a, constantly, on, on a constant basis, we have to, you know, as a church, know that we are being called by the grace of God and empowered by God. You know, therefore, 
failure should not prevent us from receiving the, the glorious grace of Christ. Okay? Mm. And so the problem is that sometimes from a ministry perspective, we always evaluate ourselves by what we did and what we did not accomplish. Those are the two things. Okay? What we think we did or what we think we did not accomplish. And therefore, we're constantly being haunted by this because we had a certain expectation. And so now we did not reach that expectation. And so our safety, our safety is to take ourselves off the equation mm. and put our eyes on Christ. Know that what we do, first and foremost, it is not about us. It is about Christ and his kingdom. Yep. And our job is to manage what he has asked us to manage. And so if we can start to have that mentality, I think we, we are likely to think differently about failure and what we've not been able to achieve. Okay, so we must measure, we must therefore measure um, uh, you know, you know, success and measure success by the fact of that have you been faithful. Mm. That is from a biblical perspective. Okay. That's, that's, why said, that's, that's why we read in the book of Timothy, well done, good and faithful. Yes. Servant. Mm. That's it. Not servant, faithful servant. And so the sure. measuring rod for success from a biblical perspective is not the 5,000 membership. It is not the latest. There's nothing wrong with this, thing, by the way. You yeah. cannot grant you them. But you don't measure success that way. Okay? You measure the fact, have you been faithful? Mm. Have you been faithful to the gospel? Mm. Have you been faithful to Christ? You know? And this is true success from a biblical point of view. Mm. Okay? And, the, and the reason it is difficult for us to hold on to this word is because often we have our own selfish ambitions and selfish ideas to gratify our own sinful desires. Mm. That's the problem. Sure. And that's the big deal. And so we, we have to, you know, constantly, therefore, you know, forsake this voice that's going to haunt us in condemnation about our, about, our, about, our, about our failure, you know, and continually to know as pastors that we have, in fact, not failed, that Jesus is pleased with us. So the question is, is God pleased with that pastor that quit ministry? Most definitely. If that man was faithful to God, most definitely God is pleased. And so the whole point as we look at ministry is that we must forget what is behind and run with endurance towards the Savior. Press on towards faithfulness. Mm. You know, and people who are mature are people who start to think this way. Yeah. Okay. So that is why it is often the reason we feel like failure said the the root cause. So I didn't want to talk about symptoms today. I want to talk about the root cause. Mm-hmm. The root cause of us to feel like failures is because we've taken ministry to be ourselves. Mm. What we think it needs and what we think it should accomplish. And when none of those things happen, we feel like failures. Even though God does not call us mm. failures. Okay. Now, obviously, that would be, this would be something different from someone who's dealing with moral failure and so forth. So yeah, I'm talking about faithfulness. Mm. Now, I know that I'm running out of time. Two more things I want to say. Yes. And then I'm going to, you know, you know even when you read the Bible, for example, you see a man like Abraham dealt with failure because you, you know that he, you know, he, he, he should have stayed, you know, in the land and then, he went, he, and then he fled to Egypt because there was drought. Even when he gets to Egypt, what does he do? He lies. He lies. Mm. You know, and then, and, and then he got, you know, and, 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 and maybe that his wife nearly married Pharaoh, in fact. That happened, you know, and so look at Moses, for example, who also ran ahead, you know, um, he ran ahead of the Lord, mm. you know, and killed and killed the Egyptians, 
Not only that, but because of the pressure, he also struck the rock in his anger. Yeah. What about David? When he was supposed to be in the battlefield, he stayed home, committed adultery with Bathsheba, and not only that, and also plotted murder of her husband. Mm. You know, what about Peter himself? You know, you know, a man who, you know, who, who was always seen to be close to the Lord, is one of the main disciples of the Lord. Yet in the Lord's um, difficult hour, well, this was the man that denied him. Mm. You know, so did, did any of those men, because of what they had gone through, simply quit? Did they be no. quit? We know that even though his life, you know, it was difficult until the end. But this is the man, you know, when Luke writes about him in, in, in the book of Exodus, David, a man after God's own heart. Mm, you sure. know? But this man had, had made some failures and some blunders mm. along the way, but still, this was a man after God's own heart. Mm. And so from a biblical perspective, you know, you know the, the, the Christian life, the Christian, we, must not admit, we must admit, there are times of defeat. Yeah. There are times of distress. Yeah. There are times of pain. There are times where, as a pastor, you don't feel like waking up and going to church mm. because you are so discouraged. Mm. We must admit as well that because we are human beings, there are times where you feel you have your own ambitions, you want something to succeed, and sometimes you feel like this thing is just not working out. Yeah. We must admit our emotions and not hide as though all things are going well at times. Sometimes we feel that way. As why have certain doors been closed? Why has you know, when we, when we were expecting something, this is going to happen, it did not happen. You know, we sit in places of discouragement mm. when those things happen to us as well. You know, and so if, even though that's the case, we must know again that Jesus, by His grace, you know, has, has defeated sin, victory over sin, yeah. has, has accomplished more for us on the cross. Yeah. That is our place of safety. That is our place of security. That we should know that we will fail at times. We might even see in the times, but mm. God does not see us on the basis of that. Every day we have to continue to apply the grace of God in our lives and be gracious to ourselves, because really the remedy for failure is the grace of God, mm. to know that God still accepts us, mm. even when we failed in certain things that we were supposed to do, and those things did not go that way. But even though the grace of God still really calls us to God himself, and so the last thing I want to say, let's not make failure an idol. Okay. We should not. Okay. Equally, equally, let's not make success an idol. That's why, I have, that's why there are two terms that I, I generally don't like. The term winner and the term loser. From a church perspective, I hate those terms. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing about a winner from a church perspective. There's nothing about a loser from the church perspective. Those terms are, are fine for secular world, but there are no winners. Equally. There are no losers mm. from a church perspective. All of us have been called by the same grace, belonging to the, to the same God, and our job is therefore to become servants to the one who has called us. That's why we are here. And so God is sovereign over our, our failings. God is really constantly weaving his plan, even when it does not make sense to us, constantly weaving his plan um, and, and, and calling us to what he would have us do. In this world, and so I want us to, as I close, just to hold on, really, to what is true, to what is biblical, and take ourselves off the equation. And I think that's going to be a cure for failure. Knowing that the biggest remedy is really realizing that the grace of God constantly calls us to God Himself. He does not reject us because we fail. Equally, I don't want us to hide and say we never feel like failure at times. At mm. times we do. Mm. At times we do. We go through the distress. 
that some of the families also went through, like David. We go through that. Where we feel like we feel they're not done what God had wanted us to do. We feel that we're done, but we don't stay in that place. We also need to move and know that His love is unfading towards us. And perhaps we may rejoice again in His salvation and begin to sing a new song. Amen. Amen. Yeah. For this, Clammy, we're going to end on a slightly different note. I mean, as you were talking, I was just making you know, some notes uh, and that I was hoping we got, we're going to be questions to you, but sure. upe, and, and maybe now they're going to just be reflections and takeaways. Sure. The, 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 the one part is, you know, it, we, we feel so hard about failure because it we made it up about ourselves. That's the one thing you yeah. said, you know, it's an income in and the ministry deem. And, 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 and perhaps also the, the other thing that we don't look at in that case is what happens to feel now. Yeah. You know, or where when yeah. when I can no longer function, you know, I get yes. if money school, sounds what happens, mm. you know. So mm. it, 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 those are things we don't really, really think about. And and also I think yeah. the other important one and uh, uh, see, we made a joke about it, but but in reality I think we 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 these questions around your membership, around, you know, mm. when Zanjani, when in the Zanjal, they I think yeah. they do kind of uh, exert pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think also from this at least the leadership in the church just to support him for this so that I'm finishing at Gumtualo Wake because I know not Zongin Konzo, Zibanazo, E. Elders, Kanyam Clams, Benaziti Kons, Kanyam leadership structures, as the Yin Konzo Mlambi to their detriment, Umfundis Bangay, Edward Kokelai, when the Zongi Zindo. Yeah, yeah, good question, Sir Hassan. I think let me start with this. That's what, what you talked about. You know, this pressure from, you know, some of the younger pastors might be meeting with those who are already successful. Yeah. And I think the, the, the other danger there, as I was thinking about what you are saying, is that that is why sometimes a man who has started well in me is not one of You know, pure. because I've been dangled up some work all the time, yeah. you know. And there can be that pressure now, you know, and then it was the right command in the things you made, mm. as an example. Mm. Um, you know, and then turning up on no pasta ban, you yeah. know, and all these sort of things. Mm-hmm. And then I called by him, and he called it easy, we're making that easy. And then the guy starts to, start to take a totally different route now, yes. you know. Um, and that's for money, as it does for my parents, and then so to say. That, that, that's, that's the first danger there. Yes. So I think there are a number of ways that I, mean, I think um, members can support their pastors. I think first and foremost is what the Bible describes to us. Pray for your leaders. Mm, I think that's the sure. first one. Yeah. That's the first one. Leaders need prayers. And I think it is not just leaders they need prayers. God is in command the members to pray for their leaders. <clears throat> you know? Yes. And uh, you know, and then it says don't make their job difficult. Mm. That's the second thing. <laughs> yes. I know in, in the book of Hebrews. Don't, yeah. don't make their job difficult. Don't make it hard mm. for them to lead you. In other words, you know, be a less troublemaker. That's what it's saying. Mm. You know, don't be a troublemaker for the sake of being a troublemaker. Mm. You know, that 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 you know, 
Utafani pasulubu shushu pa kumbula jukeza kumbula jukeza so it's true that what I'm saying you know so so don't be a troublemaker for the sake of being a troublemaker and I think the third thing check out many a practical thing check on your pastor phone them check on how they are doing and I think often the reason I'm saying that Fatima when when often when when often people call pastors they call them to tell them their problems yes normally you know this is what is happening pastor please come pastor do this They have to call the call the pastor and check on how are you doing. In fact, mm. pastor, not how are you doing only, but how are you kids? Yes. Pastor, how, pastor, how's your wife? Mm, now, how sure. are things at home and so forth? So there are a number of practical ways I think you know people look after their leaders, and sometimes it can be practical needs depending on context. Yes. You know um, that people can can sometimes bless their pastors in different ways. So yes. I think, but prim- primarily those ones that have been missing, really, and I think that they mean a lot to every single leader. Sure. No, no, no. Thanks, thanks for that. And I think, I mean, I, I know we're out of time, but I just want to squeeze in one, if not two, questions. So, so you, you mentioned, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, God has, God has yeah. graced you. God has got sufficient grace in the bulule in whatever. Mm-hmm. And but also, you must be able to apply the same grace in your in your own self. In in lens, it's a bit difficult to call when. Um, you know, you see, one has encountered failure, and I know so you clarify, Lindo Bana, in don't lens, but because see, we, we think ministries about us. But but yeah. one will argue, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite clear that you know, this thing is not about yeah. me, I'm, I'm coming in as a servant, but yeah. I feel I feel some kind of responsibility to this work I'm yeah. doing, and so when it does not work out, I do feel some kind of guilt. And yeah. what, what makes it so difficult for one to forgive themselves? What, what do you think? Apart from just the first one you've mentioned, the second one is the people. You know, when the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. writes to the, the, the Church of Thessalonica, you know, he mentions two things. He says, you know, I, we do not only share the gospel with you, we share our lives with you. Hey. you know? and, then it, and then he goes further to talk about, you know, that even though others may call us sort of false, false teachers and false apostles, but you know our work that we've done amongst you. Mm-hmm. So our evidence is you. And so we must never take lightly interrelational relationships of the church and the people. So wherever sometimes we feel like failures, often in my mind, I'm not only thinking that I've disappointed God, but I'm thinking I've disappointed the Hasmin. I've mm. disappointed that is the man. I've hey. disappointed that I'm sure. that, hit, that hit hard. Mm. That, I've disappointed my wife sure. at home. You know? and, and that's being honest. That's being vulnerable. That's being honest. So, My thing is that there are people who are looking up to me. There are, there are, there are, there are men and women and kids yeah. who are looking up to me. And I've disappointed all of these people. Mm. And, and, and I'm going to see them all the time. And so as I see them, it's as though that thing has been pressed in my heart. Mm. You know, um, because I, I keep on thinking about it. And I think that is where we battle yeah. from this. Because we're not only sharing the gospel, we are sharing our lives together. Mm. Yes. And so that's why that unforgiveness from the pastor side becomes so hard. And you feel like you need counsel yourself. You need someone to counsel you, yeah. you know, through, through this emotion yeah. and feeling. And which is why pastors also need to, to talk to people and talk to someone, because we can hit ourselves so hard about this. Now, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you feel it's not even you sometimes. You I feel that marriage could have been saved. Did oh, I do enough? Did sure. I do enough? Mm. Did I do enough to help these guys through this process? Hey, did, 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 I, did I fail them? Mm. 
as a pastor, you know, when they needed me. Now they think they're getting divorced. So it's not even happening to me, but because these guys are part of the church and I love mm-hmm. them and we are family. Yep. And so I see myself as, as having saved them yep. and have internalized that thinking that I'm partly responsible for this divorce. Sure. And it's a thing Hundred percent, and 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 again, I think the, the the last shot there would be, you need to forgive yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. And just fi- final question, Murul, before I let you go, and and yeah. and, and maybe this is going to be a, a very quick one because you've already explained in cases of where someone decides to step down, but mm. they there's no moral sin or any kind of sin. It's just they're overwhelmed, yeah. and they decide yeah. to step down. Um, is should we still call that failure? Can't we just find another word for that? Because I think that person, for yeah. me, for me, in my eyes, Lomdu Lomdu, mm. I've got so much respect for yeah. Lamdu than, and again, this is not to pass judgment, but I've got so much yeah. respect for Lamdu than someone who, who has maybe committed moral sin or any yeah. form of sin. Yeah. Because yeah, I fully agree with you. Ne? I fully agree with you. Sure. Yeah. And they are simply setting aside, really. Mm. You know, and, uh, and and in fact, we should be honoring that. <laughs> Yes. Uh, more than anything. And I, and I know some people are saying, wait, I had someone, you know, saying, but if these people were called by God and then, you know, do this, it means they were not called in the first place. So we can sometimes be very insensitive. That's very harsh. Mm. Um, on, on these matters. Um, until, and, until sometimes these things hit home. Yeah. Then you know, you know, how it feels, <laughs> mm. you know, when they hit home. But I think for me, that is an honorable thing. A man who steps down, not because of anything, not because of any abuse, Yes. Not because of spiritual abuse or leadership abuse. Not because of you know you know he stole money or or he's you know or he's mistreating his family and so forth. And in fact, I think that that is something we you know that that we constantly need to honor. In fact, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, this one that is supposed to be stepping down. You know. Um, <laughs> And mm. as that supposed to be saying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, are, are, are the ones that really who are doing an, uh, an honorable thing. Why? Because they know that anymore they can't cope. And sometimes, you know, and sometimes, that's why I love this topic, yeah. Sometimes they, they're stepping down because of mental illness. Mm. They can't cope with the pressure. Yes. They can't cope with the stress and yes. sometimes feel depressed. Yes. And also, so they're dealing with serious mental issues. Yes. You know, um, and they feel like it's time to step aside. And so, I honor this topic because it's such an important one for pastors. Yes. Um, and as we know, recently, especially in 2019, yes. we heard of so many pastors that committed suicide mm-hmm. who had thriving ministries. Mm-hmm. Ministries seem to have been going well. Mm-hmm. But yet these men, they, they took their own lives. And I think I think there's a parting shot, Murad. I think the beauty of it is that as they step down in their respective roles, they are not stepping down from the Lord. They are not leaving God. Correct. They are really looking out for their own health and their well-being, and even sometimes for the betterment of their family. So, yeah. Mm. for this. I really appreciate your time, the effort, and, and really the insight that you shared. Kule 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 topic. And I think, no, uh, to the listeners, we fundisabamamele. It's time that we start revisiting even the, the seminars that we have around leadership and we start yeah. to talk about real issues. Kesimi go five yeah. steps, uh, not ten steps to you know yeah. to achieving a big church and all of that. Because the reality is that often depressed, but it shows the level of care that they had for this work. 
bawukhathalele yeah. lo msebenzi so much that ubadle yes. emagxeni and so i think it's these are the kind of topics and many others you know mfundi it's not the case kwala sele engakumbi ke nina abantu bazinkokheli kwi seminars zenu anything is ngokolo so that ingakumbi xa xa ngena bafundisa batsha bancinci bangene bayibone beyazi into kubana there is a way out should you yeah. find it that you know yeah. kunzim but also there are other men who've walked their journey ahead of you that is good you know you take a knee and you come back because i think no mdo ozikeleka kuhle can you know is always welcome to come back because kangone lo mdu you know kanga kanga but decide into bam that's overwhelmed and so but yeah. I, I think santa kuse mfunso manbulela kakhulu thank you very much for your time yeah. truly appreciate thank you bless you hierdie insight word aan jou gebring met die komplimente van radio kaapse kansel 729 am besoek ons gerus by www.kyppulpit.co.za